0: Praise God. So welcome to Celebration Sunday. God's doing a marvellous thing in this place. It is so exciting to see uh, just young anyone, really, giving their life to the Lord. There are some seats now, so if you're standing at the back, feel free to come. Put your hand up. Tell people where there's a seat. You can take a seat. Um, If you haven't been with us, firstly, welcome along. It's great to have you. Celebration Sunday is a day where we're celebrating the end of our Ephesians 4 study. We've been looking particularly around Ephesians four sixteen, which says, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows, someone say grows, and builds itself up in love. Then watch this, as each, each part does its work. We have a calling as if you are in Christ, which means if you're someone who's done this, you've proclaimed Jesus Christ is Lord, God wants us to grow up, and a part of that growing up, as we looked at, is growing in maturity, uh, unity, stability, and as we landed last week, this idea of doing the good works which Christ has called us in advance to do. This heart that God has for us to be kingdom contributors, not kingdom consumers, yeah? Yeah? And so last week, we had a look at what that means in terms of our treasure with the tithe. And this week, we come to our time and our talent. We have a calling. Salvation leads to serving. Serving leads to strengthening the body. We are all ministers. If you are in Christ, you are a minister. You have been called and equipped to do the work of God. You have a calling to be trustworthy with the things that he has entrusted to us. Amen? So that's where we've been, Matthew 25 today. Let me uh, paraphrase, we're going from verse 14 through to about verse 23, uh, but just what we see here is there's a master, and a master has some servants, and the master imparts uh, talents, or talent is a really interesting thing, a talent is both uh, a treasure, but it also has, it's a weight, so there's this idea of Responsibility. And the master comes to, to three servants, to one he gives five talents. He's like, I want you to go and, uh, here's five talents, what are you going to do with it, basically? Then he gives another two, then he gives another person one. And the one with five immediately goes, puts that talent to work, invests it in the kingdom, and the fruit of that is that there he doubles uh, what he was given. And the person who was given two does exactly the same thing, goes, invests that talent, And the fruit of that is that it doubles and he gets two more. And then there's a third servant who's given one. And there's almost like this fear that comes over him of like, I don't know what to do with what I've been given. So he buries it. And in the burying it, the master, when he returns, isn't real happy. So we're going to pick it up from verse 19. And it says this, After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few. I'll put you in charge of many. Come and share in your master's happiness. Wow, how good's that? The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags or two talents. See, I have gained two more. The master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. I just want to pause right there because today we're focusing on the first two. This idea that you've been faithful in a few and I will make you faithful over many. God has entrusted them with a gift and as that gift gets in their hand, they say, well, do you know what? This isn't mine. This is something God has given me. The master pours out the talent, and then they say, well, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to sit on it? No, 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 no. That's not how the kingdom works. I'm going to be a kingdom contributor, and I'm going to invest it. I'm going to put it to work. He says, "May I entrusted you with something. You proved yourself trustworthy, and now look at the fruit of your labor to the second one, I entrusted you with something and you proved yourself trustworthy. Look at the fruit of your labor. It's not the fruit that they produced in and of themselves. No, it's God's gift that multiplies. And this is the heart that God has for his church. And as I've been studying this and I've been looking at this, how we wrap up our Grow Up series, Ephesians 4, what the Lord showed me is that when it comes to serving the kingdom, when it comes to doing the good work that God's created us to do, the work of the kingdom is actually very similar to working with potatoes. Because potatoes are just this humble, simple, very common vegetable. But did you know, according to YouTube, which is the fount of all knowledge, do you know there are 63 ways that you can cook a potato? And can we bring those, uh, those elements out now? Because I've got a just five examples. 63 ways you can cook a potato. And the thing about potatoes is this simple, humble little vegetable can really be turned into anything. It can be turned into hash browns. It can be turned into, you know, baked potatoes. Who loves a baked potato? Amen. It can be turned into French fries. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Dan. It can be turned into potato wedges. It can be turned into beer-battered chips. You know, we've got the, the roast. Uh, rosemary? Anyone want some? Yep, there you go. Have one of them. Anyone else? Yep, yeah, all right, we're going long. Ready? Oh, Ron, nice effort. Anyone else want one? Oh, you, this is left handed, can I say? So we're, we're kicking it over there. Hey! Oh, man, I need that water again. Mm. It's not dry, but it's drier than something that's wet. There's so many different ways that you can cook a potato. And it's just, such, it's just this simple little thing, right? And this is so similar to ministry, right? Everyone's been given something. Everyone's been given a potato. And out of that, the call of God is... Diversity of gift. Some of you, with the potato you've been given by God, you make a mean wedge. It's delicious. Some of you make a great roast potato. Some of you make the best beer battered chips. I won't eat it. Some of you make fantastic hash browns. Some of you make french fry. There's all sorts of different things that you can do. But here's the thing. Everyone can do something with their potato. You are a child of God. You are made in the image of the creator of the universe. What that means is you have a gift. You are a pro creator. God has given you something to do something for him. It says that you are God's workmanship. That means masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do. do. Everyone say do. To do the good works that God prepared in advance for you to do. Which means he's given you a gift and he wants you to use it. He's given you a talent and he wants you to use it. I'm not saying that it's the doing that earns the favour of God. That's trying to earn God's grace. Grace is opposed to earning, but it's not opposed to effort. Grace is the gift that God has given us. So you're free. You are free. You are full of the Spirit. You are free. You've been imparted with gifts. Now go and do something to build up the body of Christ. And in the building up of the body, it says that the body is strengthened as each part does its work, as each part brings its dish to the table. You know, and we've got these five dishes. There's also some amazing other dishes. Like you go to fine dining, you can have the most delicious knocky. Gnocchi, is that how you say gnocchi? Anyone had a rosti before? Only a few of you need to try a rosti. It's like this beautiful grated potato onion. Oh, it's delicious. There's so many, 63 different things you can do with a potato according to YouTube. I wonder what God's calling you to do. I wonder what gift God has put in your hand. Maybe you're someone who's just there like, you know what? I've I've got a great mash. We'll bring the mash to the kingdom. Maybe you're someone who's got a great potato salad. You're like, you know what? Bring the potato salad to the kingdom. Bring what God has put in our hands. Bring it to the master and let the master do the multiplication. And this is what God is calling us to do with our time and talent. But what I want to focus on just quickly this morning is there's like, why does the one not invest his talent? The person with five gets his five potatoes and he goes away and he makes a banquet. This incredible platter of potato goodness, and the one with two gets his potatoes and goes and makes something incredible, but the one with one hides the talent that God has given him. Why? And I want to show just three quick things before we move into the rest of this service of why I think people who are gifted by God, who are called by God, who are set free by the blood of the Lamb, would choose to bury their gift. The first one is fear. Fear of failure, fear of comparison. You know, It's easy to walk into a church like this and see a guy like Ben Peters come up here and you see the charisma, you see the leadership gift, you see the communication gift. You're like, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. Like, that's five-star gnocchi, you know what I'm talking about? That's fine dining right there. All I can make is French fry. And you go, so what you do is that that, there's this fear of comparison. Instead of actually giving what God has given you, you're like, well, I can't do that, and people might look down on me, so I won't bring anything at all. And there's fear, but the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. There's not supposed to, other than the fear of God himself, which is awe and reverence, there's not supposed to be a fear amongst people. No, you bring what God has given To be a kingdom contributor because as we see in Ephesians 4.16, it's as we do the work, that's when the body starts to thrive and we see unity and we see maturity and stability. I don't know what it is that God's given you. I don't know what gift he's placed upon your life. But the reason he's given you that gift is that you might offer it back to him, whether it's five-star gnocchi or whether it's mashed potato. God's given you a gift. Fear. And here's the second reason why I think people don't bring their gift, why people bury it. And it has to do a little bit with fear, but it's actually the fact that we've mistaken church for a restaurant instead of family. We've forgotten that church is family. You see, the way a restaurant works is people come in the doors. What do you do? You sit down, you place your order, right? You know, you look around and go, well, is this what I want? Sit down, I choose exactly what I want so it suits me. I consume, I might even contribute a bit of cash if I'm honest, and don't walk out early. And I pay the cash, and then I go home. And I come back and I do the same thing again, but there's no contribution, it's consumption. That's not the church, friends. The church is not a place to consume, the church is a place to contribute. It's family. When you go to family, you don't just come and sit down and just be like, "Uh, I'd love a water, and I'd love, you know, Rosti with baked potato and whatever else you're cooking and sit and do nothing and wait. Just imagine that for a moment at your next family dinner. That's not how it works, is it? How does it work in family? Come on, someone, how does it work in family? You contribute. You jump in. And your gifts are different. You know, when the invitation is we're having a barbecue, bring something, bring it, let's say it's a potato dish, bring something, everyone brings something different, but that's what makes it family, that's what makes it beautiful, right? When I go to my family functions, my dad makes the best Hasselback potatoes of anyone, full stop, underline, I don't care how good you think yours is, it's not as good as his. <laughs> it's unbelievable, right? That's dad's specialty. If I came and said, dad, I'm making the hasslebacks, my whole family would be like, no! But that doesn't mean I just sit and do nothing. What do we do? We contribute. What if we've got all these people coming, Dad's under pressure, it's like, I've got to make the hassle backs. What I can do, I might not be able to make the hassle back. but you know what I can do? I can go along and I can pick this up. It's a lot easier with a headset, Mike, Ben. <laughs> it's not your fault. I can peel the potato. And that's the thing, do you know what? Everyone can do something. You might not be able to make Hasselbacks, but you can peel a potato. Everyone here can peel a potato. Everyone can be a kingdom contributor. And that's what family is. Family is a place where we jump in and we get involved, where we help out. We go into the kitchen. A restaurant, you never step foot in the kitchen unless you want to get arrested. (laughs) Family, you're in the kitchen. You're helping out. You're doing the dishes. You're peeling the potatoes. You're saying, what can I do? That's how family works. Church is not a restaurant. Church is a family. And the third thing, the third reason why people don't do that. Firstly, there's this fear that, "Oh, what if it's not enough?" Secondly, it's this lack of understanding about the relationship as church as family. Thirdly, it's simply this idea um, that we haven't been actually invited into the kitchen. Sometimes, again, you come to a church like ours. Our church is no longer a small church. it's a re- relatively largest church, comparatively around the Adelaide Hills. And so sometimes you come in and you're willing. You're like, man, i got some potatoes. i got some stuff. I've got a great salad that I want to make. Like, I've got stuff to offer. And you look around, you're like, yeah, this is a family. I want to get involved. But you just hear and you're like, how do I get involved? How do I serve? How do I bring the gift that God has given me to the altar? How do I give it to him? And you don't feel like you've ever been invited into the kitchen. Well, friends, that's what today is about. Today is an invitation. An invitation to join the family here at Hills, An invitation to offer your gift to God. An invitation to come. And if that means peeling potatoes, come and peel potatoes. Everyone's been given something to do. So I'm gonna invite our staff up and they're gonna share a bit of their heart in that. But while they do that, what I'm looking for is some people to peel potatoes because I've got 25 kilos of potatoes here And they need some peeling. In the same way within a church like this, we've got people who, we need people to help peel potatoes. We need people to bring what God has put on their life to the family so that we can see the family built up. So we can see God's mission move forward. So I'm looking for some people to come and peel some potatoes. Who's coming? Who's coming forward? Yep, come on down. Come on down, Mitchie. Uh, I've got like 20 different peelers. And here's the goal. As these guys share, we're going to work our way through all 25 kilos of potatoes. And as they do, these guys share. I want you just to take a moment and think. And if at any point in time you're like, do you know what? i got to get up there and peel some potatoes. Sub someone out. Say, you've done your bit. Sit down. I'm coming in. All right. And let this remind us of what has God called us to. What can we bring to the house today? Who, where's my staff? There they. <laughs> have, you got a, have you got a microphone, Leona?
1: Hi, everybody. So as you heard today, I um, yeah organizing the care here for the church. And Jesus said that people in this world will know who we are by the way how we love one another. And I think that's really my heart for this church is that everybody would love and care like the way how Jesus calls to love and care for one another so that the people would know who we are in him. Right? So exciting. So we do this quite organically. All of us are probably caring of some sorts here. But in a church in this size right now, it actually needs some structure in the background. And so we do have different teams that run under the banner of care. We have the crisis care team, which is there to support people in short-term, immediate crisis. So if you you have some experience in travelling the hard journey with people, please come and talk to us. We have the practical care team. For those of you who are a bit handy and can go out and help people out in their yards, we help, like single moms in the past who you know, just don't have anybody to help them out in some certain moments. We went to the wider community, and people actually entered the church for the first time only because their garden got turned upside down. How good is that? So exciting. If you have handy hands, please come and see us in this corner. We have a meals ministry happening. If you can or cannot cook... You are invited to put your name down on that list. Um, If people are in a crisis, sometimes just a nice warm meal in the evening is a blessing to receive. And we also have a visitation team. So this team we actually would like to develop a lot more. This this is a team that is internal in our church community where we are like, hey, we would like people to actually go out and meet others. Um, You know, like, let's see Shane and Lorraine Kuchel once a month and have a cup of coffee with them. You know, let's meet Amanda just because she's got a cute dog at home. I would just like to just get out and get people invited. So if you could do this once a week, once a month, once a year, then please come and talk to me. This ministry works around you and your availability. Thank you.
2: Thanks Leona, my name's Robin Carter and my focus is outreach, which is over there on the left. I have one main person to mention, and that's a loving God who is a relational person in whose image we are created. I have two areas, I have local in the green and blue in the uh, overseas, sharing God's love. And then there's 11 recipes made from you you as a potato, where you can uh, actually be sharing God's love. And locally, uh, we have uh, we have the opportunity to join in a life group, which is where you can find that community and love that God has created you for. And you can there's a card on the seat next to you if you'd like to fill that in and just tick the life group box. So take that opportunity and put it in the offering box at the door as you leave. But the uh, Six recipes for local sharing of God's love. Uh, Hungry No More with the homeless in Mount Barker. Amy Barnett's the person to talk to and others on the team. Kairos Ministry on the very left of the table there. Talk to the team there um, uh, Lee Cunningham and Tim Barnett and Rory and a couple of Steve's around. Uh, talk to them about taking God's love into, pr- into the prisons taking God's love into uh, the local schools, Oakbank Area School, where Lauren Fleming uh, is the chaplain. She's looking for mentors, meeting once a week with kids who just need someone to be uh, present with them and give them some focused attention, and also volunteers. Not every Friday, you can just volunteer even for one to do a breakfast at the Oakbank Area School. So see Lauren Fleming about that. We have opportunity to minister to the homeless in the city. Uh, Westcare, where you can provide food, you can... uh, Uh, provide finance or you can be on the roster to give pastoral care to homeless people. So see my wife, Rebecca, who will be at the table afterwards if you'd like to talk to her about that. And we also, um, the scripture says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of those who are destitute. And we have a a justice advocacy group, both local and overseas. You'll see it on both tables. If you're interested in passion about speaking up for people who have no voice, then there's an opportunity uh, to do that as well. Well, and overseas, the five recipes uh, that you can be involved in are uh, uh, missionary support groups. We support Lauren Jordan Upton in the Middle East, we got Mark and Lorene Van Rossen, uh, Mission Care in the Asia-Pacific region, Andrew and Lorinda Wishart in Cambodia, Dave and Lil Barnett, APY Lands, not exactly overseas but over the desert, um, and uh, um, uh, the House of Grace Ministry uh, to the Disabled in Vietnam. And then we have teams that support the Hohitei Ministry in Indonesia, Baptist World Aid, Uganda Project, Miracle Connect, radio, TV, uh, media ministry, touching almost every country in the Middle East with the gospel and Tia Fund funding uh, projects, uh, helping people out of poverty. And finally, uh, you may be interested in a cross-cultural mission trip, either short-term or long-term, talk to Steve or Julie Lamy or myself if you're interested in that opportunities to share God's love the blue and the green table have a look sign up and I'll see you after the service
0: awesome all right let's sub it out let's sub it out it's not just the young people who need to build the kingdom of God it's anyone so if you want to come and peel some potatoes get up here and start peeling potatoes sub some people out come on let's go let's do it all
3: better preach that's good Well, hello everyone. My name is Laura and I oversee our creative ministries here at Hills. Um, Creative is such a fun space to be in. We believe in a creator God and we are created in his image to procreate. And so I'm excited about that. Um, In Exodus 35, we read of the story of the man Bezalel, who was the first man filled with the spirit of God. Commissioned to build the tabernacle, to build a dwelling place for God's people to come and and worship Him and to adore Him. And and that's what our team really seeks to do. So, our team incorporates worship, so anything that you see that happens on the platforms, this is musicians, singers, Um, this is also um, a production team, sound, CG, streaming operators. This includes content creation, so photographers, videographers artists, painters, dancers, um, whatever the creative gift is on your life. We know that often these gifts get used out in the world and we think that's amazing. We want to champion that too, but there's also a place for your gift in the church as well. So, we're going to be over here and our stall looks very sad, but that's because we spent the morning setting everything else up, <laughs> so um, it's not sad because we'll be there, and I'm happy, so that's great. So if you're somebody, I know there's people who um, maybe you're sitting on a musical gifting, you're having a rest, you haven't used it, or you know you're feeling like I just a lot of these teams actually are we're forming them as we go. So come have a chat. Um, I'd love to just talk to you about how we can find you a place to serve within Creative.
4: Thanks, Laura. That's awesome. Well, hi, I'm Marion, and um, the kids' ministry really needs you. We focus on three things word, worship, and wonder. We spend time planting God's word into every one of these kids. So that they will have it deeply rooted in their hearts and as they grow older, they will remember the scriptures, they will remember the stories and what that means in their life right now. We begin to teach them in worship so there are opportunities for you to come and and use those tiny emerging gifts in music and, um, and they will take you on the joy journey with their worship. And then we take those things, we take God's word, we take their worship and we take that into the wonder that kids naturally have, their curiosity for why is it like that? So that as they begin to understand the world around them, God's wonder is there at the beginning. We are the place where you can use the smallest one gift through to the biggest gift as well. And while we've got potatoes going everywhere, we are the place where you teach them to hold the potato peeler. Kids have got to learn that somewhere. Come, teach them to hold those potato peelers and be the potato peelers so that they can really release their gifts.
5: Amen. Well, I'm just going to change the pace a little bit, so just buckle in and bear with me. We have a generation of teenagers struggling with who they are. Social media creating insecurity, depravity and anxiety. Young people not knowing who to turn to, who to put their trust in and who can get them out of this mess. But we know that there is a name where darkness is overcome, where healing and wholeness is found and where transformation begins. His name is Jesus. At Hills Youth, we journey with our teenagers and share a simple message that we are His. Coming from Ephesians 2.10, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good work that he has prepared beforehand that we should walk in. Cornerstone, Hills Christian, Homeschool, Mount Barker High, Heathfield High, St. Francis, Temple, Concordia, Tyndale, to name some of the schools that are represented here on a Friday night. What is happening now isn't just affecting this generation, but it is impacting eternity. I feel the responsibility and the mandate not just to set up this ministry for now, but for the generations to come, for our Hills kids, for our babies and for the kids not yet born. You do the mass and you'll soon realise the disciples being formed here are going to change thousands of lives through a kingdom ripple effect. We make Hills Youth a place that is fun, relevant and life-changing. Transformation is happening and young people are coming to know Jesus and 17 of them are getting baptised this term alone. But we always want to make the big small. Disciples are handcrafted. Every teenager needs to be known individually. And that's why we need you. We need more leaders. Would you jump on our youth team to enable us to go after the one, to ensure that all of our young people are loved, valued and seen? If you don't say yes, God will simply use somebody else. So come see us in that corner afterwards.
1: Amen to that. <laughs> okay, the next team we talk about is the Belong team. So what is Belong? We as a church, we truly believe that once you enter this building or even the car park outside, that you would find that you are loved and cared for and that you belong to this community. That's our heart, right? So everything that you see happening on a Sunday morning, from the person welcoming you in the car park to the person at the front door to the person on the sign-in desk, the information desk, helping you to find a seat, all these people belong to the Belong team. Um, Under this banner of Belong, there's also the coffee card. So Luke and Landy are saving up right now to to lead this space. And if you are keen to learn how to be a coffee barista, how to do the milk, how to hand over this coffee with a smile and invite someone in this place of conversation, then please come and see us after in the Belong corner over there and we would like a chat with you. I always think if everybody jumps in and helps out on a Sunday morning, Sunday mornings are just fun, aren't they? We are just all, as Dave said before, a big family. So we can't wait to see you. Thank you.
3: I think I'm going to need the spirit keys for this one. The logistics ministry. Come on. (laughs) So, This is one of those ministries that if you've sat here and felt like, i got nothing for any of that, Um, this is a real potato peeler. Enough potato peeling analogies for the morning, everyone. I don't know. Um, Anyway, this is a really good one. If you feel like I just can't do any of that stuff, what you can do is you can put out a chair. You can do is take a flag to the road so people can find us. You can help us to pack it all down. Um, It's definitely not a glamorous ministry, but it is really rewarding and it's fun um, to do it together. So um, our team does set up on Friday nights, so we help youth get ready. Then on Sunday mornings, we do the next lot of setup for Sundays, and then we also pack down after services on Sundays as well. And this is one of those things that the more people do this, the quicker we do and the less time we're here. And we can go eat lunch faster on Sundays. So if just for that. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so that's um, the logistics ministry. I'll be over here if you want to chat more
0: about that. Awesome. Thank you so much, team. One thing Laura said in the first, which she didn't say there, which I think was really profound, and you guys might not have seen this, but the really interesting thing is is as people are peeling the potatoes, the other thing they're doing is feasting on the goodness of God. Amen? There's something about serving. There's something about just bringing whatever it is that God's put in your hand Whether it's five-star gnocchi or whether it's mashed potato or a potato peeler, as you bring that, what you get to do is you get to receive from God powerfully. Because Ephesians 4.16, the body is built up as each part does its work. So what today is, it's an invitation. There is no pressure. That's the reality of family. Because do you know sometimes in a family, you don't contribute. Sometimes in a family, you're hurting. Sometimes actually family just circle the, wra- the wagons around you and look after you. And so we understand that there is, there's always a season for everything. And for you, that season right now might, might be actually just to receive, just to be blessed, just to, to experience that healing. Maybe for you, you've been sitting in that place, you know God's put something in your hand and today the Spirit of God's just prompting you to say, yeah, yeah. It's time. It's time to peel some potatoes. You know? The other thing about family, there's children, isn't there? Children run around the place. There's no expectation for kids to serve, but there's always opportunity. If you're a young person and you're looking up, you're like, man, I want to do something. Don't be too afraid because you're young. Bible says, don't let people look down on you because you are young. You get up. If you want to do it, we're here to lead you and develop you and train you. I would love to see an eight-year-old standing with an adult by the road, (laughs) welcoming people. What joy would that bring? What potato has God put in your hand? No pressure. It's family. It's an invitation. It's an invitation. So what we're going to do, you'll see the booklets that you all had on your chair. That explains a whole bunch of stuff around the ministries that we have as a church. And we need to understand there's As a church, we've got connection ministries. So ministries like uh, our women's ministry, which had an amazing event last night. From what I've heard, I wasn't there, but I heard it was incredible. Shout out to all the women who put that on. Well done. Thank you. Um, We got women's ministry. We got men's ministry. We got Awaken. We've got got so many things that we run. Young adults ministry. There's so many things we run, which is about connection and, and plugging in. And that's awesome. We want to continue to see that happen. But the ministries around the table are those... Are those contribution ministries where we need people to pick up the pillar, offer their gift, whatever that looks like. And there's so many different ways you can serve. There's so many different opportunities to bring your gift to the table. What is it that God's put in your hand? How is it that you'll bring that back to Him? So what we want you to do is the band's going to play and this is your space now. We invite you to stand up, wander around, chat with these guys. Um, yeah, ask questions, just engage and say, like, pray, how is God leading you in this time? We also understand that there's, some of you here are visiting our church. That's the other thing, guests don't serve. A guest doesn't come and force to serve. They can if they want to, but guests just come and receive. So we love you, be blessed today. Uh, and so we have this place over here, the cross, we've got a table, we've got a bunch of sticky notes. If you're someone here who this isn't for you, We want you to use this time to pray. We want you to use this time to pray over your local church. Pray blessing over your local church. Pray that the Lord would raise up the workers of the harvest. The Bible says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would raise up the workers to send into the field. If that's you today, pray for that. Get around some people. Pray for each other. You know, take some time just to let that cry of your heart come out. Come to the front and, and worship the Lord. I don't know what it is that God's going to stir you to do this morning, but my encouragement to you all is to get up out of your chair, respond to God however God is leading, and in the fullness of time, we'll come back, we'll worship, and then we'll go and eat some sausages. Sound good? Stand to your feet. I'd love to pray over you. Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the calling and the gifting that exists upon every single person's life. We thank you that there is no such thing as inadequacy in your gifting. We thank you that you have fearfully and wonderfully made each person here uniquely gifted, uniquely called. Everyone's been given something. And so, Lord, would you just receive that back now? May we be the five talent, the two talent. May we not bury what you've given us, but may we bring it to you, knowing that as we do that, you say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in the few. I'll make you faithful in the many. You are the multiplier. You are the one who takes what we think is insufficient. You're the one who thinks, who, who takes what we see as just mundane peeling of potatoes and you say, no, 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 no. I'll use that to bring myself glory in the kingdom of God. Lord, just pour out your spirit upon us now. Minister to us in whatever it is that we do. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So go, chat, pray, sign up if the Lord leads you to. This time is yours. We'll give you some time. Then we'll come back and worship our great God.
3: You've been listening to a sermon from Hills Baptist Church. To find out more or to hear other great content, find us at
5: hillsbaptist.com or on your podcast app.